Welcome to the Embodied Mystic Podcast, where we explore the path of feminine awakening and luscious womanhood. Together we'll be diving into topics like sacred sexuality, feminine embodiment, spiritual healing, and soulful relationships. I'm your host, Tamara Fayel, tantric mentor and Aries hype girl, here to guide you back to the temple of your body and fall in love with being a woman. I look forward to journeying together. Hello, my loves. Such a pleasure to be with you again. So at the time of recording this, we are currently in the turn of the season the air is certainly feeling more crisp here in London and pumpkin spice isn't really much of a thing over here but oh my god I was just in the states and it is everywhere it was really delicious actually I had to try it I had to do the basic pumpkin spice latte and have some and I really want to make a healthy version now So, yeah, if you're a regular around here and you're wondering why my voice sounds so crackly and strange, I'm recovering from a little seasonal cold. Um, Unfortunately, I caught something. I think it was on my flight back to the UK. So, here I am. I... About a week ago, I had such a deep voice that my partner was literally, he'd repeat back to me what I say, but in a Darth Vader voice to take the piss. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I hope you're out there staying really snugly if it's crisping up where you are, and even if it isn't, still nourishing your sweet body with plenty of warming spices, hot tea, and nourishing foods. I actually had to wait so until my voice was good enough to record this, and it's still not great, but I just, I want to get this episode out there to you. So I am absolutely thrilled to be back again today with our third Conscious Mama conversation. So I felt such a deep calling to start this series. And at the same time, I also had a lot of self-doubt in doing so because, surprise, surprise, I am not a mother yet. Lol. And... I am so glad that I just went ahead and started this series and kind of overcame my imposter syndrome because to my absolute amazement, these episodes have become the top listened to on this whole podcast, which is so amazing. Like, I actually can't believe it. It's so, so cool. I just, I'm sitting here with the most massive smile on my face. So I am so happy that you're loving these conversations as much as I am. And so for everyone tuning in today, I just wanted to really thank you personally and also on behalf of these mamas whose experience of motherhood 
lands just a touch more deeply as they are being felt collectively and sense the impact of their mothering experience rippling outwards. I believe it's such an important experience for these women as mothers to really feel themselves being felt by us as a collective. I feel there's something really healing to that as often there's an experience of mothering that I think we all hear quite often that can be quite isolating. We really do need these conversations and I believe that this kind of share is crucial amongst the sisterhood of women. Today's episode is a very special one with a truly embodied mystic, Diana Prem Shakti. This episode is a profound and mysterious storytelling of the deep miracle of a woman's body and nature. Diana Premshakti is a Colombian-born author, workshop facilitator, and therapist with widespreading roots from shamanic, tantric, and therapeutic lineages. She is a mother, lover, daughter, and friend, but above all, a soul committed to truth and to show up as love in this human land. She studied psychology, specializing in transpersonal psychology, and holds a master's in systemic family therapy, as well as also studying art therapy. In 2003, she became a sannyasin of Osho, and two years later, she began her tantra path with teachers around the world. She studies biodynamic breathwork in the Osho Multiversity in Pune, India. Additionally, she is trained in the Latifa system and essence work with working with people. Diana Premshakti comes from a shamanic background through her grandfather, and she started her journey with medicinal plants in 2001. She's been a workshop facilitator and therapist for more than 15 years, and is also the author of the book Tantra Teacher, written in Spanish, and facilitates sexual shamanic immersions internationally with the International School of Temple Arts. So in this episode, we speak about Shakti's story of her spontaneous orgasmic birth, age 20. Yes, age 20. We also spoke about how birth and motherhood initiated her into deeper joy and presence, the profound and inherent spirituality in conception and motherhood, the interplay between birth and death, her conscious conception, intuitively receiving her birthing position, and humbleness and curiosity as a mother. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode, so let's dive right in. Welcome Shakti to the podcast. I'm so thrilled that we're finally having this conversation. Yeah, me too, me too. So we met, it was actually my first ISTA training. So it's the International School of Temple Arts for anyone listening who doesn't know ISTA. So yeah, that was my first ever ISTA. And I think were you also participating? Were you an assistant? Yeah, uh, yeah I was participating in, in Samutraki actually, where I live now. Yes. And you're literally there recording now. Such a magical place. Yes. Oh, my God. I remember, you know, my my memory of you 
Mm-hmm. Actually, okay. So, so the one memory, so I have two memories. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so the first memory that I have is of, a, of us all just sitting in a group process. So to give a little bit of context to anyone who doesn't know ISTA, it's a school of, um, yeah, sacred sexuality, shamanism, lots of really beautiful stuff. And we were sitting, we were sitting in the group process and I, there was something happening. I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember seeing Shakti. She was like full Kundalini shaking. And I was like, oh my God, like what's going on with this? I was like, what's going on with this woman? And it's amazing. (laughs) I think, I think it was the first time I ever saw, hmm. Maybe it was the first time I ever saw someone in that space. And what I felt was like, just, yeah, I'm I'm now having another memory actually when I saw you in this space. But whenever I witness this, it's just so magic um, to witness a woman in this like profound space of surrender and yeah, and bliss and just allowing like life force to pour through. So that was, that was the first memory I had. Wow. Thank you for that. And then the second memory, which is actually the reason that we are here today having this conversation, is that. I feel like we were in a conversation, maybe it was over lunch, where you just briefly shared about your birth experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm like so excited to hear the the hey. story. <laughs> yes. Yes. But what I remember is you sharing about how you had an orgasmic birth. I think you were 18. 19. Is that right? 2019. I got. I, I conceived her when I was nineteen. I birthed her at my twenties. Wow, wow! And were you alone for the birth? It was at home, right? No, uh, I mean the whole Maria birth, like becoming a mother. I really think has been one of the most powerful garments that life has offered me to to journey in this life and, and to and to somehow be, and to land I feel in a way it's a very deep journey motherhood for me um, and it happened in a time in my life actually where I was very young and um, and um, I've been through my father died when I was seven my grandfather when I was 15 there was a lot of not wanting life and, and almost wanting death. I uh, have mm-hmm. a, it was a, a very dark time for me. Um, and, uh, and it passes and it passes with love and it passes with uh, the idea of studying psychology and being able to help and help me. Um, but there was a lot of like, uh, it, there wasn't enough gravity in my being uh, to say yes to life. Like it, it was as if I needed uh, a bit of weight in, in, as if when you're scuba diving and you have not enough weight. I think there was something happening like that for me. Uh, and this burning longing 
um, that I think was what you saw that's been very much part of my prayer heart and, and a lot of confusion. And, uh, and I had a dream. My grandfather was a shaman. And uh, when he died, one of our spiritual the animals that he gave me to take care of me is a panther. So when I, he, I had a dream with this panther and she, it, it took like days, the dream, like it was one dream and then it came closer. And at the end, the dream was very clear that I was, if I wanted, a child would come and remind me of what I have forgotten. Um, mm. I was like living in deep fear of life somehow. I, 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 like, like they, we can look at that kind of complexity, but was like the, like before even in Maria was just the gift of receiving an answer from somewhere saying, this child is going to remind you of something and you're ready for that reminder. And, um, and at that time I, I was even broken up with Maria's father who has been my only lover, but we, have a split at that moment. Um, and I was fucking 19, studying at university. Like, but it was such a dream. Like, I remember I woke up and I was touching my woman saying, yes, 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 yes. I say yes to this, whatever it is. Um, very strong. So the, the, the whole kind of... Um, beauty of it and medicine of it has happened even before even conceiving her so it was like whoa yeah wow yeah. so touched hearing that I felt like yeah tears in my eyes I can really resonate with yeah like this thing you're sharing about like almost not feeling tethered to earth tethered to life and um and it, it, it can sound, I, I, there was something about that also because I was not asking and looking for that pregnancy. It was not like I was looking for a child to give me that, but I was in that longing of prayer to asking the divine mother or whoever was there, just give me more weight into life. And this, how that weight reveals. Um, so I received that invitation to be a mother um, almost like if, like a, a gift, like a second chance. Like I feel that, um, I didn't tell anyone for a while. I was like deconstructing the invitation through the dream and feeling here and feeling this soul very close to me. And, um, and then after three months or so, I told John, Maria's father, who was in that moment, my best friend and was my only lover at that time. And I said to him, look, I'm having this dream and um, this girl wants to be my child and I need a father. And, um, and he said yes immediately. Um, yeah, but I couldn't receive that fully in a way. Like I feel mm -hmm. that, the, that, I mean, I, I was a child. It's a very 19, immature, living in a very in a strong medicine, like I think I was digesting the medicine of death somehow and, and bulimia and uh, brokenhearted and like there was so to trust and receive that yes of him so fully wasn't the case. Like I said, you know, 
you don't need to take responsibility and uh, like whatever like there was something where I was just like not wanting to be a burden or like this was so precious that I didn't want it to have any weight in anyone else mm. which I I understand at that chapter of that time um but that's also a big lesson um mm. yeah wow so so did you want him there as the father but not as a proactive part in her life I think I I wanted him there with all my heart I think that's what's the truth but that was a truth that I couldn't stand by it in in sovereignty and nakedness I feel that I covered that truth with uh whatever you choose is fine I just really want this which was part of the initiation in a way um but it has been part of the shadow that would have needed to digest during these 24 years uh of mother in maria wow and so were you in a relationship with him was he more a lover it was more like so um, at th- at that time we were um we were not sexually connecting uh when we started our relationship mm-hmm. he was my first man ever and my only man until that time we were in an open relationship but i was a kid and i was just a devotee like there was something in me with a lot of urgency to love i think that's mm-hmm. why the mother mm-hmm. gave us a yeah. perfect gift like yeah. uh, it was this girl with a broken heart and a soul longing to put that love and that pain somewhere creatively and mm-hmm. i feel that relationship didn't do that uh, like a, it was a very dramatic relationship i'm very beautiful with him and um knowledge and university wasn't doing that and mm-hmm. uh, and i feel that's when motherhood came as a bliss of um as a blessing from I really feel from prayer from my ancestors from life and um, and start a very different journey. I think that actually that was like a a very strong reorientation in my spiritual journey. And in my remembering of my instinct power, my rem- my reclaiming my wild woman. I think there mm. is something in doing that so young and 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 feeling very judged by everyone like my mom was so shocked when i was pregnant we like nobody knew where this ba- who's the father like there was not a big story of our relationship it's like wow what's going on here mm. um, i i end up marrying john we did got married um but i but i also think that that came a bit of a pressure so it's like a not only orgasmic but very human and entangled too um but the, but the, but the initiation of birthing it more it, it really was like if a fire that awakened in me the instinctual mother and the instinctual mother to mother myself which mm. has part of the journey with becoming a mother so young wow Yeah, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine to have a child at 19 20 yeah. 20 Wow. 
I, I don't think I can imagine, but in this case, it was out of a very magical field. Like this baby and I were having a very deep conversation that was bringing me into a conversation with my body and with life in a way that was, that I was very young and permeable to receive it, I feel. Mm -hmm. So this girl, like I know exactly, for example, the day I conceived her, um, it was just like a really, like, um, like when John said yes, I said, okay, let me talk to her. And when she's ready, we will know. And matter arranged itself, things happen in a way where we ended up together in a place where an earthquake has happened. And we, as a psychology, he was also studying psychology. So as helpers, as supporters, we went there uh, to support the people. And there was something in the mixture of death again. Like mm. the, it was all this chaos. It was, and I just felt my breast and my ovaries on fire. Like I felt as if that child was calling me from somewhere. Very intense. Like there was... A, it, it was almost erotic and it was chaos. Like it was an earthquake has happened and it was like, what's going on? And we went to the tent when we were staying and I said to John, we're bringing Maria in. Like her name has already revealed in a dream. So I said, okay. And we make love and he was like, wanted, and I was like, no, tell me sweet words. She's coming. Like I was wanting to make it more. And we were kids, no tantra yet, no nothing. But it was like very clear that we were praying for her soul. Oh. Um, very strong. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is just, I mean, this is just mind blowing. Like it's mind blowing to like, you know, hear this and to yeah feel you so young so young and so connected to spirit and I I do believe we as women have a have a special channel and connection to our children to our unborn children I mean I feel it yeah yeah and for me it was just like very profound to enlarge that channel of connection even before she was here like I knew her name the day that day we make love like 7 p.m 9 p.m I vomit and I remember saying to him I'm pregnant and he was like you are in denial he thought I was like he thought like this fucking woman is in denial she's like going through one of her hysteria trips and that night I dreamed with Maria uh, and I dreamed that Maria and I were living in a place in, I interpret at France, but it was England, it was London. And we were living alone. I said to her in the dream, come inside, Maria, your father is coming, is calling you from Colombia. So when I woke up, not, not pregnancy test yet, I said to him, I am pregnant. Her name is Maria. And don't worry, we're going to live in France together and... It's all going to be okay. And he was like, you are nuts. You are nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The tale of men and women everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <were> yeah. Nuts. <laughs> and, 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 and it was. I remember when I went to do the blood test and I told the 
nor is the, like I wasn't enough of delay of the new moon to be for the test. She was like, you can wait. But she saw me in this excitement that they asked me, okay, we will do it. And if you're not, then you will see a psychiatrist because, I mean, this is all the signs of a psychological pregnancy. Like I was like sure from a place of deep knowing that was not easy to recognize for the others outside. Like we've been actually very separate from that deep knowing of our wild nature. And when, when we affirm into that, for people sound like madness. Um, but it was always like very clear in me. So that was one of the first gifts she gave me. As a very young age, the trust in those deep knowings. Like it was like, mm. uh, um, then the doctor, for example, said she was a boy. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, her name is Maria. I tell you, I saw her. Like, what are you talking about? So it was not really, Mario. Exactly. So it was a very strong anchoring of the instinctual in the body. Yeah. Mm, I love and, that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of other things that are not so beautiful, too, because of my age. So I think there was a part of me also that make that new wisdom very hidden, like as if Maria somehow awakened my inner witch and I went into a cave only between her and myself because um, I was young, um, so I, my belly didn't grow too much. I think there was part of me that also wanted to keep that very private. Wow. Um, uh, there was something, um, yeah... Yeah, I mean, I think I did felt very judged in a way by my mom and society. And so it, it all passed, but that was also part of the charge of the mm. process. It was not just this bliss tale of mm. uh, a woman reclaiming her instinct. It was also, wow, uh, many other aspects of the motherhood too. Um, yeah. So the birth, is that what we're waiting for? <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying every moment, <laughs> but uh, I'd love to hear. Yeah. I mean, this is all so fascinating and, and yeah. really profound. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think I've been drinking that medicine, I mean, for 44, 24 years. So mm. there is, I think there are many birthings within the birth of a mother and a child um, yeah. one that happened that moment of the mother and the child and the instinctual that's birth but I think I've been birthing Maria psychically again and again um, and um, and they have a different rapture around it's it's um but they they, they from the belly that was very sweet um because Maria, she was born early, actually. She was born in the 36 week, just finished. So it's just like when it was uh, possible, the birth to happen. And um, so at that time, I could not do a birth at home. Like I didn't have the money. My mom thought that was crazy. 
Uh, there was many things like, uh, so we agreed to, there was a hospital and a doctor that have seen me, male, actually, quite funny. Mm. Um, I wanted to give birth alone, uh, like a home birth, but that was like a, I was already mm. breaking too many um, boxes somehow. Mm. I had a dream at some point that a woman was birthing on her knees, on the water, and I thought that that was like a message of the knee, of the posture. And mm. uh, then a friend of mine that is now a midwife tell me that many of the Pacific women birth that way. Um, yes. But at the time, it came just like a blessing from yes. the extreme world. Um, because gravity is supporting, right? And to lie on the back is just like makes it so much more challenging. And, and, and it's beautiful because now that you say gravity, kind of my prayer was for gravity. So somehow yeah. it was almost like if the body was learning to respond to that gravity. Yeah. Very strong. So, so that was, so then it was a 24th of October. It was a big, big full moon in Scorpio or mm, wow. I imagine. And uh, we went for a movie with John and two other friends and we saw like a chart movie, like ridiculous, like a pregnant woman shouldn't see that. But when the shark came out or something, I a remember shark movie. a shark movie, like a ridiculous. <laughs> like ridiculous. My night before, we didn't imagine that I was going to, I felt with the fear of the shark when it appeared, like the first resemblance of a contraction. Like I felt mm. like electricity, like running through the pelvis and the belly. And that was like, oh, okay, something is new. And when we came out of the movie, I had like the instinct. It was like a hunger from somewhere else that I wanted my mom to cook. And I wanted very simple food, but made by hair. It was like if the if I was preparing myself for something mm. and um, my mom asked me like, like they were following me also because I'm very, very pregnant and because they thought, my mom thought Maria was not going to be born next day. Like it was, it was, we needed more time. Yes. Okay. So the night. So on that night I said to John, I wanted to sleep on my own. Um, and he took that well. It was like a need of my body to put oils and, and, and caress it. And uh, we didn't have a bath at home. And I put the bath of the baby, the pink big bath of the baby in the shower. And I was like, it was, it was as if my wild woman was coming out uh, and, um, and erotic with myself, like I self-pleasure myself I had like multiple orgasms like the breast my goodness it was like every time a contraction come I will press my breast and my body will start like opening and opening and it was just like prayer I was singing to Maria it was like a it was soft it was it, it was just a very very profound communion with the elements a lot and the body and, and the creature. Um, 
I, I, I was not on drugs, but I was in, in an, an altered state of reality for the whole night. It was mm. a dance. Like, I don't know how long it took. There were moments of going to bed, but I didn't want him. That's also very interesting. In the birth, I did. It was very strong, my need for a male presence. Mm. But in that uh, dance, it was almost like if I was making love with Maria and, and the Divine Mother and my body all at the same time. And there was no space. It was really like... Like the, the space for the m masculine energy was my witness there, but there was not, I, I was immersed in this oceanic space of birth. It was very, very intense. Wow. So this was before you went to the hospital? Yeah, this was all the night. Uh, I think, I, let's say we arrive at night, 10 p.m. or whatever. And this went until... Maybe four, I don't know. Um, I, I slept and I woke up um, full of oils and wrapped in my blankets and um, with a desire to, to cheat. It was like if I felt like, oh, my God, I just really need to pull right now. There is like, <laughs> yeah, um, but I was like high on serotonin. So there was like this, it, it was just very intense. So when Joe, John saw me, I wasn't in pain. I was much more like in ecstatic bliss. So for him, that didn't sound like she's going to birth now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is part of her whatever. So mm -hmm. he, he called the doctor and the doctor said, okay, let's get ready. And whenever you're ready, come to the hospital. And when we arrive and they touch me I was 9.5 in dilatation and you give birth at 10 like all the wow. process has already happened um and um there was no honest nothing it was just really the ecstatic uh bliss of the body calling and the heart calling and the prayer being spoken and the errors running it was very very intense mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. And how was the actual like giving birth? Like how did that? Oh my gosh! How was so that? That was very different. That, that was different. I arrived to the hospital, and the first thing is they put me into the thing. And for me, it was clear that I will not lie; that I will stay with my feet like this. They so put you in the bed. Like yeah. they wanted you to be in your bed. Yes, yeah. right. And I was, and I felt like, oh no, I need to be like this. Otherwise, almost it was like fear. It was like if I was sitting like this, I was in power and I was like fearless. But the mm -hmm. position of the bed put me into hopelessness and fear. Mm -hmm. so that was very interesting to see, very clear. Uh, and then John left to do all the admin paper and I was left there. Um, they were calling my mom or whatever. Um so that was like a moment of waiting. And then when we were entering into the, and then I didn't break um, waters on my own. That's, um, that was something when the doctor came, he felt like, oh, wow, something happened. And I broke, I mean, I think he supported it, but I didn't remember like an orgasmic broken of the waters. Mm. That part, I like, it's like, I almost, 
don't know. It was not part of my experience. I think he must have done something. And, um, and then we enter into the labor and it was 15 minutes, nothing. Like it was just really <laughs> 15 minutes. Like the only clarity for me when entry was that I needed a man. John wasn't there. And I remember almost crying, saying to the doctor, whoever, just bring me a man who hold my hand and just look mm. into my eyes. Like it was like, I didn't need anything. I needed Shiva, like Whoever is a man, just fucking give me your hand and mm -hmm. look into my eyes. And John arrived and he gave me that beautifully. And Maria was just came out, out of real pleasure. But the, the birth in itself, that wasn't as static as the night. Mm. That was much more faster, almost like it was all open and ready. And she just bloomed. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. so, I find it so incredible. It's like a woman's body. It's like, you know, we're animals. We're animals. <laughs> As humans, it's like our bodies are animals and animals know exactly what they need when they're so, birthing. And I really believe women, we know exactly what we need in that space because we're so connected to our instincts. And yeah, it's like you knew when you needed to be alone and you knew you wanted to be in the shower. You wanted the oils. You wanted your mother's cooking. And something I've read also, um, I think the woman, she's called Ina May. Ina May, she has this book about childbirth. And she says, actually, like allowing a woman to eat and have the foods and drinks that she wants around her is important for birth and for that whole process because we need strength. And it's like your instinct was your mother's cooking. Yeah. And yeah in hospitals, yeah. it's like they don't allow you to bring in food. No. They don't no. want you eating. And it, it's so amazing how you knew exactly what you needed. Yeah. And because you had that space mostly in the, in the beginning part, it sounded like. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it sounds like the birth was so full of this, this beauty and this freedom and wildness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so for me, for example, there was no sadness of Maria being, having birth in a hospital. It felt like, oh, it, my cup was born. It was very natural. And, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and she was very well cared and received there. So that was not something that my wild woman will resent um, yeah. because she had her space and that was so well respected. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Wow. And I actually think that it's from that space that it was um, where the mothering came about. Like I feel that from this instinct that somehow it's very playful, um, a lot of the wisdom of the mother appear to mother me and mother her. Like there was, um, there was uh, in Maria's invitation, in the way I received it, it was like a possibility for me to remember the innocence of life. So to mm. take care of this little cup, like uh, in honoring the preciousness of life and wanting to drink it because feeling that she just came to give it back to me. So there mm. was a lot of dialogue, for example. I always 
every time she asked me a question, I will ask her back the question. It was like, okay, just teach me um, how to be back in the innocence of love and life. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, I I feel deeply that children, in a way, it's almost like they're closer to essence because they're they're literally in time closer to source. You know, and I, I just find children and, and babies and toddlers the most beautiful teachers just feeling their innocence and the joy and the way that their feelings just move through their body and there's no defense. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And the and the answers are extraordinary. Like it's um yeah. I, I remember she will talk about the waiting place where she was and uh, how to remember that from somewhere else. And and for me, it was like just like I feel that that time, the first seven years, actually, Maria and I moved to London when she was three. So we lived mm-hmm. in a bubble somehow. And there was a lot of my curiosity. And that's what, when I started studying Tantra and meditation. And mm. so a lot of my curiosity of the world and consciousness I will go on back and meet it in the simplicity and the playfulness and the beauty of a child so that was a very deep also way for me of integrating um, the journey and 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 and, yeah and having a ground like um yeah Mm. I just I feel like this is such a profound um thing it's like birth initiated you it's it's not even just birth but the experience of motherhood like the calling of motherhood how it activated you know your um psychic gifts reconnected you to life um to your body to this wildness Mm. um actually I don't know how connected you were to your wildness before it sounds like probably you were (laughs) pretty wild (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's so amazing to me that you then went on to study um, spirituality and meditation and became a tantra teacher, but it was through this portal of motherhood and birth. And I mean, I'm so curious because this is something that I um, love to ask mothers, like, what do you feel prepared you for birth like what what were and and in your situation you know it's not like you were doing all these spiritual practices or whatever but I'm curious very beautiful question my case what prepared me for birth was death Hmm. um yeah exactly (laughs) um I feel that the impact of the death of my grandfather and my father were very strong Mm-hmm. Like, um, somehow when death entered the fields, it rattles the psychic and, 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 and a child receiving that, I, I imagine that was very strong and, and brings very directly an inquiry about life. So I think that accumulated thirds somehow that the different experience with death were offering me, um, we're a very humble preparation for the heart because somehow we're, I think Maria arrived for me 
um, and I don't, I'm not so sure this is the case of every birth, but um, it was something about, for me, of being humble enough that I've lost something, that the idea that she could come and remind me of that, make me in a very different way, a listener of her. Like, um, because I, I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. So I was very open to listen. And Osho arrived into my life at the same time as Maria. Osho is a spiritual guru. So mm-hmm. his teachings, uh, which are very, let the child speak, like the wild yes. So yes. they were very influential in, and my own not knowing and my intimacy with death, to be really curious about this life emerging in front of me and and me taking care of it and 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 wanting for it to be free and wild and full and 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 yeah and I think somehow a bit I don't know like I was taking care of that wholeness that I had somehow broken in me so mm. that that there was something in that commitment that actually I think was a profound healing from my inner child. Mm. Uh, but it is as if the, as if that very strong brokenness also make very rooted the commitment, even if I was such a kid, because mm. 19 is very young. Oh, I love that. And I, I resonate and I feel like this is potentially just a very deep human evolutionary instinct is to have a commitment for the next generation and to have a commitment um, for the children that we raise that's based on what we didn't experience or what we lost or what we longed for mm. as children ourselves. And yeah. This is just so beautiful. And I somehow feel like not to dig in so much more. I think we've just had such a beautiful um, flow and conversation. And yeah, I'm just curious if there's if there's anything else that you feel called to share about in your experience of mothering and um mm. Obviously now, you know, you've been a Tantra teacher for many years. So those two parts have weaved together. Yeah. I think one of the important, one of the things that was important in my journey of mothering has been also to find that to reclaim my yes of life for me and liberate her from that weight. Like I feel that in this particular Mm. case, it was very clear that she had that medicine to offer and I receive it, but to liberate her from that role and to empower me to find my own source and my own yes to life because my own life is innocent and not only because the life of my child is innocent. Mm. And so to reclaim my yes to, to life uh, has been a very important thing. And I think there, um, it's also like if a new birth is happening right now where Maria and I are standing more as soul sisters in a way, uh, Mm -hmm. also, and and, and I feel that 
of course, my the mother gamut is always there, but I also feel that um, that now there is a movement in and out um, where we can relate not only as that, um, mm-hmm. and um, and that's another flow of beautiful energy. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm reminded. It's, oh my gosh! It's so beautiful. So. Um, a few months ago, we we ran into each other again, and I I really I want to share this story because it was such a magical moment for me. So I had been so we were in Bali. I had been um, yeah, just feeling into like this series, this conscious mother conversations series, and who I would really love to talk to. And you came to mind for me. I was like, oh my God, I would love to talk to Shakti about orgasmic birth. I should reach out. So it was on my mind, on my heart. And then I went to this waterfall one day with a beautiful new friend. And I haven't been to this waterfall for like, I don't know, nine months or something, because it was the one I used to go to with my ex. (laughs) And I'd been avoiding it. (laughs) <laughs> so I stopped going there <laughs> this one day I went with a new sister we went to this waterfall and we were sitting there hanging out and then I turn around and I see you that was so beautiful <laughs> oh and we were both just like oh my god and not only was it you it was you and your daughter it was me and my daughter after, like, now we live in different parts of the world. Like, it, and it was our time together again, really celebrating, um, yeah, celebrating being soul sisters. There is, um, I think that's something again and again um, that Maria is a testimony for me is this beautiful act of love between parents and children. Like Mm. the souls are really in such a generous, loving determination to offer that gift. Like almost through this, I'm understanding the gift. Like it's, it's such an intimate relationship, actually motherhood and a child. Um, yeah, I'm learning that actually the father is a very important part of that, more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just need to close this by honoring that in myself. Like I feel the moment I am giving John the place that he has um, without me diminishing it. Um, I'm also mm-hmm. falling from my own um, false power that has also kept me uh, away from receiving um, and I think motherhood and fatherhood are really a device for creation. And both mm. of them um, have a beautiful potency. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so beautiful. And it's so important that we honor the men. Yeah. Lives. Yeah. 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 Mm. 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 Oh. So wonderful to see you. Thank you so much for coming on and for generously sharing your 
incredible story of birth and pregnancy and conscious conception and motherhood and the whole journey. I'm so grateful that we all get a chance to um, drink from your wisdom and from your experiences because they are just really, really profound. Mm. So thank you so much for your time and for sharing. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It really feels so magical. I, I really feel the gift of this synchronicity happening in this time. Thank you for allowing me to share this. That has been such a medicine in my life. Mm, thank you. Thank you. And for all the mothers, so we keep on birthing and birthing in orgasmic joy this life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, Shakti. So you're now teaching with ISTA, um, the, the school where we first met at. So, um, yeah, do you have any trainings coming up that you want to share about? I know that you've written a, a book about becoming a Tantra teacher, which I think is in Spanish. Is that right? Spanish. It's in Spanish. La Maestra de Tantra is in Spanish. And, um, and my next trainings are in Spain, in, um, in Granada, in next October. And then I have one in Panama um, next year. Um, that's as far as I have a schedule right now. Amazing. And are these in Spanish? These no, trainings? Panama is going to be in English and the one in Spain is going to be in Spanish, yes. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. I love that. Good. Have such a beautiful day. Thank you Thank so you. much. Much love. You're listening to the Embodied Mystic Podcast. Thank you for being here and for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it could serve you in some way. I'd love to hear from you. My inbox is always open. Let me know what spoke to you in this episode and if there was a moment that lit you up or brought you into deeper self-reflection. If you loved this episode, I'd be super grateful if you took a moment to leave a review or share with a friend. You can do this easily by visiting the link in the show notes. It's been a real, real pleasure connecting with you today and I'll see you soon.